And peace be with you all. I'm and I remember the last time I came, it was a time to branch out to the other church. Uh, and this time when I came, we already established the other church. And we can see that God's grace is among us so that our gospel work can spread out. Uh, and may the Lord bless us so the glory prior will be greater than before. And may God's love and peace can dwell with all of us, each family here. Initially, IA sent um, wanted to send me to Toronto in June for one weekend and one weekend here. And then I heard from um, uh, Brother Kuo is saying that our resident preacher will be sent to Argentina in July. So then he allocated me here in July for two weekends. So besides talking about family, I can add another topic about marriage. And recently in Elizabeth's church, we had an MC, a marriage coordinator seminar. And the topic was assigned to me is um, Christ centered marriage. And I gave, gave a session on this topic. And I found this topic very edifying, so for this seminar, I also used this topic. And there will be four sections that I will discuss this topic with you. And there will also be time that we can share and discuss about our marriages. We can discuss about the the youth, what are the expectations for marriage. So on Sunday, there will be time for discussions and Q&As. So this evening, I would like to talk about this topic. 我们知道圣经里面说啊，现在是一个啊邪恶淫乱的时代。And we know the Bible said that this is a corrupted and adulterous generation. 从我们看到这个社会上啊，充充满着很多啊色情、暴力，还有很多啊非常奇怪的各样的迷惑。And we can see in the society, we there are a lot of sex violence and a lot of strange ideas. 有很多啊，书刊、杂志、影视啊，啊，充满着很多啊违背道理的一些啊婚姻的观念。So from media's or magazines, you can see a lot of discussion that is going against the the standard of marriage.所以很多人对这个婚姻的观念就受到影响啊，所以就产生了很多啊啊不健全的。because of that, people have received some wrong ideas of marriage. That that's how they affected their marriage. There will be a lot of um, broken marriages. So that's how it brings up all the tragedies in the society. Especially, modern people 
就是纯粹的一种性行为的一种满足。And most people nowadays view marriage as a way to fulfill their sexual desires.所以有很多不正确的婚姻行为，比如说男女同居啦，啊不结婚。So a lot of behaviors such as they're unhealthy, which is female and male cohabit together without getting married.啊，所谓的同性恋婚外情。or homosexuals or or family affairs. 离婚, 结婚啊, and they casually getting married and divorced. And this is the phenomenal in the current society. 有一次在, 啊, and in Central America they were um Caucasians and African members believed in Christ. And we knew that that um they were not they have been married um few times already. And when I went to South South America, uh and I was heard that there was this family have five children in South America, and each child has different parents. So because they were Catholic and they were not allowed to divorce, but the the spouse that they lived with were not their original spouse. 虽然有很多人来慕道，想要受洗，我们都不敢不敢跟他们洗礼。Even there were a lot of people truth-seeking in South America, but we dare not to baptize them.因为他们那个国家很会打仗，啊，所以国家越打仗越小。So because they have a lot of wars there, the more war battle they have, the less people they have.很多的男人就在征战当中啊，死掉了。And a lot of men died in the war.所以变成。啊，一个男人可以娶好几个女女人呐，做妻子。So the man was able to marry different women。啊，所以在那种社会当中啊，虽然他们来慕道，但是我们怕说一信主受洗完了又又去犯罪了。So in that in those countries, in under that circumstance, even though they truly seek, but we worry to baptize them because when they baptize, they might. As Christians, we have to do everything according to the standard of the Bible. That's why our concepts of marriage should be referred back to the Bible. In the beginning of time, God created men and blessed them and gave them a right to be multiplied so that they can um, look after everything on this world. So in the beginning of time, when God created marriage, it has a goal. And after God um, created marriage, he felt this is something good. 神在六天啊，创造天地万物。God created heaven and earth and everything else for six days. 每天造好以后说，神看着是好的。And after he created certain things, he would say that this. 所以事情就这样应验了，这样成就了。And that's how things have um completed. 啊，到了最后一天，他造了人，为人设立婚姻的制度以后。and after the last day, they created human, and they he established marriage.神说他看着甚好，所以神设立这个婚姻制度，他看得非常满意。So when God created marriage, He said that this is good. He was satisfied.啊，所以我们看到现在的社会婚姻比较乱。And we see that the marriages in the societies is corrupted.我们要有真正好的。人生啊，应该要归回圣经。If we want to have a good life, we have to refer back to the Bible. 回到圣经里面原始设立婚姻的目的
If you refer back to the Bible and understand the initial goal of God creating marriage and teaching. So even before marriage or after marriage, we have to keep ourselves pure. We keep the teachings from the Bible and we don't casually date. And we don't casually get married so that we won't be under the rule of the Satan. So first we discuss how marriage should be respected by all. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Chapter 13, verse 4. We have to honor the marriage. Because this marriage is God established by God and it's honored by God. So if we honor marriage, it means that we also honor God. So if you honor by God, then He will bless you. So and the bed undefiled, but the fornicators and adulterers God will judge. So in the Solomon said that we want to do things that we want to do. We like to see things that we would like to see. We have to understand there is a line. Because at the end times we have to um, face God. So when we do anything, we have to think about if God likes us doing this or not. If I do this, will I sin against God? If there is anything that's displeased God, then we should not do it. So this is a duty of ours and a behavior of ours. Let's look at the origin of marriage. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And this talks about the process of how God established marriage. And the end, I mean, God created everything else. God created man according to his merit, in his, his image. And man lived in the God of Eden. He was there to look after the garden. And he was able to communicate with God daily. And 
And the Garden of Eden, Adam had a lot of um, animals and and plants to be his toys. 神把那个动物动物啊，一个一个带到亚当的面前，亚当一个一个跟他取名。And God brought all the animals before Adam, and Adam was able to name them all. 所以亚当啊，没有办法从这些动物当中找到一个配偶。However, Adam was not able to find a spouse from these animals. 因为他们是不一样的种类。Because they are different species. 他们没有办法啊，心灵上没有办法沟通。And they were not able to communicate um with the animals. 所以神觉得说亚当太孤单了。So God thought that Adam was alone, too lonely. 所以让他沉睡，其他的肋骨啊，为他造一个女人。And God caused him in a deep sleep took took his ribs, one of his ribs, and then created woman. 神把这个女人夏娃带到亚当的面前。And God brought this woman Eve before Adam. Adam, 一看呐、啊，非常激动啊，说这就是我骨中的骨，肉中的肉。And when Adam saw her, he was very moved, and he said, "This is now my bone of my bones." So we can see that marriage was established by God. So we can see that marriage was established by God. God created Adam as a spouse. A spouse for him also brought a spouse before Adam. Adam 就喜欢他，娶她为妻。And Adam loved her a lot, and and have her become. 所以两个人就成为一体啊，就结婚了，建设家庭。And the two became one, and they established a family. 啊，所以我们看到说，这个婚礼的开始是神设立，啊，也是神所安排配合的。So you can see that God started marriage, and also God arranged this marriage. 所以在真理里面说啊，婚姻是神所配合的。So you can see in Proverbs it said that God,、um, marriage is created and arranged by God. 祖宗可以把财产留给你，但是贤惠的妻子是神赐给你的。So ancestors can leave you wealth, but a, a prudent wife is blessed by God. 所以真理里面同样谈到这婚姻的问题。接下来就谈到说不可以乱交，因为随便乱交的话，啊会败坏行为。So also it says that we cannot have a corrupted marriage because if you have corrupted marriage, it become ruined. 那所以婚姻的由来啊是神所设立的。So the origin of marriage is from God. 所以有的人讲说啊，神造了天地万物以后，第一件神机啊就是为人设立婚姻。So someone said that after God created everything, the first miracle was to create marriage. 到了新的时代啊，主耶稣也非常重视婚姻。Even in New Testament time, we often talk about marriages. 主耶稣行的第一件神迹也是跟婚姻有关系。And the first miracle that Jesus performed was also related to marriage. 说将来有一个娶亲的宴席。He says there was a wedding in Cana. 玛利亚跟主耶稣的门徒啊，通通被邀请去赴宴席。And Mary and Jesus' disciples were invited to this wedding. Ah, this in this banquet, and during this banquet, the wine ran out. Mary told Jesus that they have no more wine. Then Jesus told the servant, "Just pour the water into the jug." 然后把它摇出来，到筵席上给众人喝。And then take them out into a different jug and to send it to the banquet. 晚筵席的一场说，怎么有这么好的酒啊，一直留到现在。And then the people attending the wedding they said, why would the best wine be served? 这个故事不是叫我们喝酒。And this story is not about for us to drink wine. 当然，犹太人他们有喝酒的习惯没有错。It's true that the Jews had a habit of drinking wine. Ah, 但是那个故事的主题不是叫我们说可以随便喝酒。But the theme or the teaching of the story is not that we can. 就是说，这个酒是代表世界上的快乐。Wine represents the happiness from this world. 尤其我们家庭的生活，这个婚姻呢、啊，就好像一个婚姻的宴席一样。Especially our family life is just like the banquet of life. 啊，这个宴席当中啊，有时候会好像酒用尽了，那个快奏主席掉了。And in this marriage, sometimes we feel that our wine has run out, and and we couldn't go. 但是我们这个婚礼的宴席一定要有主跟我们同在。
We have understand that in this banquet of our marriage, we have to be God-centered. That's why we claim that our marriage should be God-centered. If our marriage is God-centered, even we might lose our happy times. With the abundance of Lord Jesus Christ, even it's just plain water, we can become wine. If we have the teachings and the love of Lord Jesus among our marriage, even in our daily lives, we will feel content and satisfied. And this is the teachings from the first miracle that Jesus ever performed. And the goal of marriage from God is that man and woman can have partnerships so that they have each other. From um, the book of Ecclesiastes, it says that it is better to have two and one. Because two labor together, they can enjoy the fruits of the labor. If a person have to carry a burden of 100 kilograms, it would be very heavy. But if this load is being bared by two people, then each will um, bear 50 kilograms. So we'll feel them much lighter. So if there are two people, we can share the load and we can enjoy the load together. So if so if two people they can share the load, then they can split the load, they can share it. And when we have a partner to share our happiness with, then this happiness will double. So that's why in our life we have to have a partner. That's why God created um, Eve for Adam so that he don't feel lonely. In the book of Malachi, it says God has the ability to create um, thousands of angels. But why did not God? And why didn't God create a lot of people but why and why did he only create one person, Adam, and only one wife for And the goal is so that they can be multiplied and have um, fervent offspring. So they can enjoy happiness in this family. And Solomon said that in um, between husband and wife, they have to live a happy life. Because this is a blessing from God to, to bring us happiness in this um And because in our days, our 70, 80 years, it's full of burden. And during in work and, and other things, we receive much pressure. That's why the Bible said this is a meaningless and labor life. Because we have so much pain in our life, that's why God brings this little warmth in our family. And through the love from the family, it nourishes us and it encourages us to deal with um, difficult situations in the future. 
And that's why husband and wife they have to know how to share this life because this is a blessing from God. If you already face many tribulations, and on top of that, if the husband and wife often argue, think about the burden they each have to bear. So the reason why God established marriage is that we can enjoy the happiness from this marriage. And the Bible says when Isaac and Rebecca got married, they were just like children, they were playing with each other. And the Philistines, the king of Philistines, they saw that they were they want to take Rebecca's wife, but then when they saw that they were playing like husband and wife, then you realized they were actually spouses. So in the book of Psalms it described a very happy and complete marriage. And the husbands, they have to uh, take good care of the family. He earned the good money and, and so that he can bring to the family and to enjoy the fruit. And the wife is like the um, the fruit or the vineyard that grows um, um, multiple fruits. It represents that this wife has good virtues and able to produce different fruits. Or another interpretation is that she um, gave birth to many children. And all the children were able to surround the parents and they were very happily together. And the children were like olive trees, they grow taller and taller and grew and filled the garden. So And someone said that this is a good portrait of how a good family should look like. And the second reason why God established marriage is that we can um, we can grow um, fervent children. So that we can enjoy the happiness in this family. And thirdly is to maintain a pure life. In first Corinthians chapter seven. 为着要让人过圣洁的生活，所以男人要有妻子，女人要有丈夫。In order to live a holy life, man should have one wife, and one wife should, wife should have one husband. 因为人是按照神的形象造的，所以本来是非常尊贵荣耀的。Because men are created in the image of God, so they were highly honorable. 那神不要我们跟一般的动物一样啊，随便的杂交。and God doesn't want us to mingle or mingle with other creatures like animals. That's why God established the standard of marriage that wife should have one husband and one husband should have one wife. So And that will prevent any adulterous behavior. 啊，当然，有的人说啊，像保罗，啊，他觉得说他没有结婚啊，也是很好。Of course, someone like Paul said that it is better not to get married. 啊，保罗一开始是谈到说啊，但是你不结婚啊，要所独身，要有恩赐呢。But then Paul said, if you want to remain single, you have to be gifted. 不过他也谈到很多啊，有关所独身的一些道理。But 
He also said a lot of teachings for being single. Let's turn to First Corinthians chapter seven. Chapter seven, verse twenty-five. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse twenty-five. Verse 32。我愿你们无所挂虑,没有娶妻的是为主的是挂虑,想怎样叫主喜悦,三三景。34。其他妻的是为世上的是挂虑,想怎样叫妻子喜悦,三十四景。34。忽然让主你也有分别,没有出
Because he was not married, a lot of sisters were around him. And then another older preacher said that you should just get married. If you get married, then you won't have all these troubles. So it all depends on you whether you have this gift to remain single or if you want to get married. If you feel that you need to get married, that's okay too. So if you want to remain un, um, unmarried, it's you have to think about if you have this gift to be single. So having a marriage is to lead us a holy life. Because some people, when they don't get married, they might have the desire to get married. If you have that kind of desire, why don't you just get married? Another goal of marriage is to first understand the love between Christ and church. And when Paul wrote um, Ephesians chapter 5, Christ loved the church. That's how he sacrificed himself so that he can um, die for church. Through the blood of Lord Jesus, that's how the church was established. Because brothers and sisters feel the love of Lord Jesus, that's why they submit to church. And Paul said, this is like the relationship between husband and wife. Because the relationship between Christ and church is similar to the relationship between husband and wife. And husband should be like Christ to do anything and sacrifice for the family. You have to use um pay your greatest love for your family. And when the wife experiences and feels the love of the husband and she will and she will live for the husband. So when I live, I live for the benefit of the church, for my husband and for my children. So the husband, just like Christ, can sacrifice anything and everything for the family and and the wife should love the husband and also love for the husband. And this is the, the goal of a marriage. Let's turn back to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. And this is the um the theory of marriage. And so after God created marriage for, for Adam, and this is the, the goal, the standard of marriage. So the first thing is that the man shall leave his father and mother. And second is to join to his wife. And thirdly, they shall become one flesh. And some, 
some people say that after they get married, they can leave the parents and and live their own house. They don't have to go to the back to the parents again. And this is the wrong concept of marriage. 当然, of course, Asians have a very different uh, mentality with the um, foreign, the Westerners. And in Europe, we had a, a preacher. And he lived with all his cousins and in a big house with uh, many of his relatives. And, and this preacher married a, a wife locally. And once um, the older brother of this preacher wants to get married. Because in Taiwan they had a, a, an apartment. And the brother was going to get married, so they decorated the, the apartment very beautifully. 啊這個這個嫂嫂也知道說這個弟弟這個傳道他也要娶媳婦。And even um the the older brother's wife knew that the the younger brother was getting married. 然後問他說啊你們有沒有啊啊特別造一個新娘皇啊給你的兒子住。So they asked do you have like a room specially for the groom? 這個傳道說啊 啊,他的傳道兩有一天就召集他們家族會議。And one day the preacher's wife wanted to have a family meeting. So, 這個大兒子要結婚了。And so now the older son is getting married. 所以他們家裡的房間要重新分配。So they have to rearrange all the bedrooms. 啊,所以這個媽媽就講了,大兒子現在結婚了,要搬出去。and the mom says, since the older son is getting married, so he has to move out. And they have to rearrange the rest of the bedrooms for the other siblings. So this older son, after he got married, he moved to another place where he was but he often come back home. So that's why some um, there's different mentality between um, Asians. So whether you want to live with your parents are not important. So what it means here to leave the parents is to after you get married have to be independent. So to establish a family, first you have to be mature. You have to be independent, able to bear the responsibility of a family. So each person when they grow there are few steps. When an infant inside a mommy's um, body it was joined with the mother. So that's why the, the infant has to be a re- absorb a nutrients from the mother. And after the baby is born, the first thing you have to do is to cut the umbilical cord. Because they have to live independently, they have to drink milk and be themselves. So first you have to cut the cord. So they have to drink milk and grow slowly. So the first step is to bean the milk. So after a child is weaned, then they can um, eat other solid food, then they can grow. And the third step is that when they become grown-ups, adults, they have to get married. 
So when they get married, they have to leave the parents. This is not saying that you have to leave the parents. It doesn't mean that you have to move out and no have no communication with the parents. Ah, 有的人结束说，你就不要跟父母住，啊，父母亲也不要再去管儿子，这个不对啊。And some people say that you just don't leave the parents, and the parents should not bother with the children, and that's wrong. 而是你现在要成家了，你要变成一个新家庭的主人了，一家之主啊。Which what it says here is that the father, the the husband, has to become a head of the family. So you need to be mature. So you can cannot be always depending on the parents. You alone have to bear the responsibility of this new family. You have to. And you have to、um, be responsible of this family. So this is this is leaving the parents. And this is the meaning behind leaving your parents. Japanese people, they when they were one year old, they would put their clothes on their head and put them together and put them together and put them together and put them together. And they will keep all these、uh, baby clothing in a box. And when this child get married one day, and they will bring this box of baby clothing and send this to the wife. So my son, from childhood, I And the meaning behind this is that when this child was young, I looked after him. 到了现在，他结婚成家了，我现在就把他交给你。And now he is married, and I will give him to you. 啊，所以现在开始，你们夫妻啊，要共同生活去策划你们的家庭，策划你们的未来。So you, as husband and wife, you should plan your future and plan your family life. 所以很多人他们的。就是他们是知道说孩子已经成家，已经长大了。So they know that this is the time when your child is is has grown up and has become a head of the family. 所以这些人他们成家，夫妻就要彼此商量去建立自己的新家庭。And the new husband and wife have to establish and and plan for the family. 但是东方的父母啊，有时候就没有办法看到孩子的成长。Unfortunately, a lot of times parents were not able to see that their own children had grown. And after the children had got married, they always um、uh, trying to check. 好像没有父母在在照顾他，这个孩子还是孩子啊。And they still felt like that this is my children. I still have to look. 好像他没有办法处理处理事情。They felt that they were not able to、uh, deal things. 这个孩子就没有办法长大。And if that's the case, this child will will not be able to grow. So we must let him grow up, build a family, and after marriage, we have to start a family. So we have to let our child once they get married. We have to make sure he will be the head of the family. We have to leave them alone. Ah, of course, as a mother, sometimes we will care about them, give them suggestions. 主要还是由他们做决定。Even though sometimes it's good to give them some suggestions, but it's their decisions. 不管他，我们要尊重这个孩子的新的家庭。And we still have to respect the new family that my children created. 不然的话，你处处管，什么都要管他的话，他没有办法成长。If we have to give too much ideas, then they will not able to grow. 而且有时候会造成很多负面的作用。And in the same time, it might cause any a lot of negative effects. 我去一些地方啊，啊，曾经有两个负责人的家庭啊，他孩子出问题。And I've been to this church where the the two church mem church board members, the children were having problems. 本来年轻两个夫夫妇之间呢、啊，他们意见不合。Initially, between the young people, they have a conflict. 本来年轻人呢、啊。刚刚结婚，当然有一些意见上的不合，这是难免的嘛。And of course they just got married, so the young couple they had some conflict, which is quite understandable. 啊，但是因为后来两方的家庭就参入了。And because both parents started to get involved. 那个女方的父母亲说：“你怎么娶我的女儿呢？” 
and the girl's parents were saying to the boy's parents, "Why do you? How can you say?" Ah, my daughter from the boy's parents, they say, "How can your daughter not show respect to my own son?" 本来小的问题，因为双方的家长参与了，又一直闹，闹到最后啊，没有办法收拾。Initially, it was a small problem, but because of that, how the parents got involved, it became a huge problem. 我看到一个资料说，在美国啊，你啊，你要嫁出去了以后，And there was this um case where their daughter was married to someone.啊，当然，他们生活当中也有发生一些啊，彼此不和谐的地方，就回来跟爸爸妈妈讲。so between the new couple, the, there was some conflict and they, they spoke to their parents. But the parents told the daughter that she discussed this with your parents, you, with your wife, with your husband. That she discussed your, um, your issue with your husband. Even though you have this conflict, you have to discuss it. And as parents, we shouldn't just step up for our children. Because they are now grown up, they have the ways to solve their own problems. As parents, even though we care for our children, but if we put your feet in, it will just cause more problems. So as a parent, if our children have grown up, we have to control ourselves. We have to respect our children that they have already grown up and they have their own family. And we have to let them to establish their own family. So so when they encounter conflicts, you have to encourage them to discuss among themselves. We should not step in or get involved. And surely we love our children because we only have a few. And each one of your child is your precious child. So I'm sure all of us love our own children. When my daughter was getting engaged, and because I was a preacher, I was seldom at home. And my, when my daughter finished her university degree in the East Coast, and at that time, I was relocated to the, the West Coast. So I only see her a few days, a few times a year. And someone said that the, um, the father and daughter are always close. So when my daughter was getting married, I felt like a piece of my flesh is falling off. It was really uncomfortable. Even though it's good that my daughter was seeing someone and I was grateful, but we don't know what's the future hope. So at that time I was worried. It feels like a piece of my flesh is falling off. And at that time I prayed to Lord Jesus and asked him to give my daughter a person who loves her. And even my, when my daughter married to her husband's family, so that her his parents will love her. And thank God, my daughter's parents-in-law were very. So we just feel very grateful. Very grateful to God. Ah, to 
So I truly feel grateful and also feel grateful for my in-laws. And this is what I asked for. And at that time, later on, I have to pick my own um, daughter-in-law, and that feeling was totally different. And when, when, I, when, um, when my son was getting married, I was very, very and, and we went to um, Australia for the engagement. Because the, daughter, the, the girl is from Australia and now she had to marry off to the States. So she was very sad. And she kept saying, I don't want to cry. Because they, they would feel sad and they would tear up. And when during the engagement, and this is what I said, and now, yes, we have your daughter-in-law. And, and I, I know how it feels that to, to get my, have my daughter married. And then now your daughter is married off to our family and I will treat, them, treat her with greatness. And I will use the love of Lord Jesus to treat her. And thank God that some daughter-in-law of mine, she was very nice. And this is what happens if you have other people. If you treat the other person nice, and they will treat you nicely. It's the same between husband and wife and also between in-laws. So the Bible says if you want to receive certain treatment from others, then you have to treat the other person the same way. It's the same applies to husband and wife. As a husband, if you truly love your wife, and your wife will truly repay your love. Because it works both ways. So this is kind of the teaching that we have to learn and apply on our marriage. So we talked about leaving the parents. First, you have to be mature. And secondly is to have a stable financial income. So you have to have a stable job and stable income. And stop. So it's not acceptable or it's not mature if a person keep um, asking money from the parent and not work the whole day. And secondly is to be stable and independent on the And when we were young, often we, our parents brought us to church and told us to read the Bible or attend classes. And now you've grown up, you cannot have your parents tell you to go to church. And if you are the head of the family, you have to be the, um, the person who bring the family to church. And Jacob said, This is my father's God. And then later he realized that this is the God who shepherded me my life. 
So our faith have to grow. We have to understand this was my father's God and also my grandfather's God. But you have to realize that this is my own God. And will be the God of my children and my descendants. So we have to um, have our own faith. So that we are able to bring our whole family to church. And this is what it means by leaving the parents. And then the tube should become one flesh. And this is um, when a marriage is um, officially uh, declared. And this is um, a new standard between a husband and wife. And before marriage, the relationship between father and son is very strong. But once you're married, you have to separate it from your and to be joined with your wife. And this is how you establish a new relationship between husband and wife. And among all types of relationship, husband and wife is the most important one. So in so in the God of Eden, the first relationship ever is the relationship between husband and wife. And so when a person has grown up and he has to establish the new relationship So that's what they have to readjust the the relationship And they have to prioritize the, the, the most important relationship between husband So that's why husband and wife have to discuss and have to find ways to plan for the family. And only after you establish this relationship, then you can create another relationship between father and son. So if this parent, the husband and wife are always arguing, how can you have your children to obey? And how can you teach your own children? So once you leave your parents, you have to become one flesh with your wife. And it talks about how you could bear fruit, which is talked about in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And after you got married, you cannot treat them, um, um, you have to be joined among the two. So you cannot just um, separate or separate beds um, casually. So the Bible says that if there are certain matters you want to pray hard, then you can separate beds um, temporarily. So that's, that's with the goal of to pray, but you cannot just casually be separated with your spouse. If the husband and wife decide to separate, they become a, a footstool for Satan. And that's how Satan will separate the husband and wife and so sometimes um, some families they have to take care of the children here and then the husband will be staying in Taiwan, but we don't want to have them separated. And the other part is to um, 
be joined as flesh in mine. Actually,两个家庭真的是好像圣经里面说，呃，雅各里面谈到说啊，这是我的我的家人啊，他们彼此之间非常亲密的关系。So the Bible says in Song of Songs that this is my lover, this is my person, and it's very close to each other.啊，真的非常恋慕对方啊，啊，喜悦对方。They truly admire and love each other. 我看到一个妈妈在跟她的女儿结婚的时候讲了几句话。and I saw that this mother, when her daughter was getting married, she said a few words to her. And she said to the daughter, now you're getting married, it's not one plus one equals two. And you know that one plus one would not become one either. So how can two become one flesh? And she said, you have to be 0.5 plus 0.5 equals 1. So before you get married, you might have your own personality or your temper. Or your habits or hobbies or anything that you feel that you and now, with you get married, so you have to remove those. So initially you were one whole, but now you have to become point five. And the same applies to the boy, the husband. And for the, the husband, if you're seeing um, weaknesses or bad habits that you had, you have to remove them so that you become half. And so you keep your strength, but all the weaknesses removed so that it be half plus half gives one. So we have to accommodate each other. Initially, you might have certain habits, but you have to uh, change yourself. And that's how you can become one. So due to time, we will we'll continue tomorrow afternoon. And we'll pray um, right away. Let's pray together.